Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of His presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and He wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used His awe to inspire others to follow Him deeper in their lives. Well, today on In Awe by Bruce, we have J.T. Jester, and we're going to discuss his new book, No Bad Days, How to Find Joy in Any Circumstance. Now, that's a bold claim, unless you're someone like J.T. who's overcome physical and mental challenges. Then you have the credibility to help us hear your guidance. So let's welcome J.T. Jester to the show and let him fill in the blanks. J.T., welcome to In Awe by Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. I'm so excited to be here and share a little bit of my story and the new book, No Bad Days. Appreciate that. So I'm I'm going to take us back to the beginning. Tell us about what happened in your life that kind of got you to the point where you are now. I'm going to start at the beginning, like you said, and, and uh, my journey starts with uh, medical challenges when I was born. I was born with something called vectoral syndrome, and it's a birth defect that affects different aspects of your body. For me, I had a few of these. These ranged from my GI system, from the top of my esophagus all the way down to my anus and uh, not working properly and, and not not there. I actually had what they call tracheoesophageal fistulas that were endless pathways that did not connect to my stomach and uh, and these things had to be taken care of right away. But from my parents' perspective and doctor's perspective, they thought I was going to be a born a healthy child. Yeah. And so within those first several minutes, my life was uh, changed drastically and spent the first 10 days of my life in NICU where they would slowly start to rebuild me and start my journey of mm. fixing my GI system from the top to the bottom and then uh, later on to have spinal cord surgeries and, and some other things that came along with vectoral syndrome. I had a colostomy bag for the first several years of my life um, because I ha- did not have a working GI system and, and anus. And so as life went on, the uh, esophagus was repaired and then the lower system was repaired and 18 inches of my colon were removed. And wow. then they went went back and rebuilt uh, the inside and removed the colostomy. And now I have a reservoir that basically works like a colostomy and like everyone else. And then as the medical journey continued, I got older and, and other things started to surface. And we took care of those. I have uh, what they call tethered spinal cord, which comes along with vectoral syndrome. It's where your spinal cord attaches to your sacrum nerves. So as you're growing... It causes different paralysis and things to start to surface. And so this was something that had to be taken care of in my middle school years. And then from there, again, in high school. And so in No Bad Days, the book really highlights overcoming adversity from my story to many, many other people's stories. And Mm. I think the most valuable thing with this book is about storytelling and just how people have gotten through their hardships Mm -hmm. and, uh, and how they persevere. So your, your book includes stories from other people then. Yes. Yes. Lots of great stories. Um, some really exciting ones, uh, from people inside my life and outside of my life as well. 
during your storytelling, you kind of have different directions on how people can begin to have a different perspective than what they have now, correct? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think mindset is a huge part of the way you get through things and being able to have a positive outlook on life. I mean, for example, I try to wake up every morning with a smile on my face and to show that smile to others because just that alone can, you don't know who that's going to lift up. And, mm. it, and if, I don't know about you, but whenever I see someone smiling, it brings joy to me too. Yes. It, that actually is something I think science has proven that that a smile will infect other people with that kind of happiness. Totally. Yeah. At, at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really great. So just hearing just what you've shared so far, and I, I'm sure there's so much else from, from the things you're saying. When you were young, what was it like trying to capture, grabbing onto having good days? And what yeah. was it that got yeah. you to be able to pull that off? Yeah. Mindset was one thing, but being a child and developing the mindset is another aspect of it. And for me, I was surrounded by a great tribe of people. Thanks go out to my doctors, but especially my parents for being able to find the individuals to help me through those medical times. But the good Lord plays a big role in in my life. And in those days he did too. This is actually how the name of the book, No Bad Days, came about. I think it's the good Lord speaking to me, but he goes, uh, <laughs> or I go uh, to my dad. He comes in my hospital room and he says, GTM, you know, sorry, you're going through this. And he's leaning over my bed and I'm saying, I turn to him and I say, Dad, it's okay. There's no bad days. There's only hard days. And we get through them. Who do we get through those with? And I think that that's strongly related to our relationship with God, our relationship with the people around us. Something about this book that really stands out is a lot of these individuals' faith journey, but also their journey with people and their journey with each other and how all of us are going to have a hard day. All of us are going to have our challenges. And in this book, it talks about those challenges that people have gone through and really shows how being able to open up to others Mm -hmm. and share what you're going through has been one of the most impactful things in my life because from my education journey, which we can talk about too, of challenges there, but the medical side too was hugely beneficial by being able to express what's going on and people that you trust, of course, but yeah, those other people, they open up to you and they share what's going on in their lives, too. And with that, you both are a great support system for each other and can carry mm. each other through those hard days and as well as those amazing, great days, too, and and learn together. I really do appreciate what you just said about making sure you have like a good tribe around you. Uh, just got a note yesterday from my uh nephew and his wife and their son had gotten hit with what's called ADEM. So his body was making four times the amount of white blood cells, if I've got this right, and overwhelming his system to fight off some viruses and it ends up attacking your own system. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, And he was horrible shape and everything like that. And and their note to me was that while they were in the hospital, I, I went over and just took them out to lunch and gave them a break from all the things going on there. You know, they said, you don't know how much that really means. 
yeah. to be able to catch our breath, to, to talk to somebody else, to, you know, not, not have all that weighing on us because our concerns are so high for our son. And, and of course now kind of shooting off that, do you mind if I, I get maybe a little personal, if this is too personal, then no, no problem, but Go for I'm it. just <laughs> curious, is that okay to move forward? Oh, of course, of course. What were some of the prayers that you had with God, because I'm sure those had to be just down to earth, realistic, like the psalmist, yeah. crying out to God, talking to God, working it through. Can you give us kind yeah. of an insight there? Yeah. So prayer has been a huge part of my life. And for me, you know, when I was younger like that, God's been very influential in my life because of those hardships, I think, and uh, in my relationship with him. And there's many times where I probably don't remember them as well as my parents, but um, mm-hmm. where I'd come out of a surgery or I'd be going into a surgery more specifically. Yeah. And of course, you know, with my mom and dad, we'd pray. But one of the things that it had been said by me um, is, you know, a, a nurse or a doctor, I forget who it was, but they said, JT, are you scared? Are you nervous? And and I looked at them and I said, you know, my little young age self, I said to them, which this is so true, but I said, no, God will protect me. That is a really powerful thing, you know, mm-hmm. at that young age that I, I had that feeling, but it is so important prayer. And in my faith journey, obviously had a very strong faith background with family and stuff, but it grew and it grew during those hard times. But then yeah. more specifically, there's one moment in my life that really kind of I devoted my in an older age mm-hmm. of understanding my journey and stuff and then my journey with the Lord that I, you know, devoted my life to Christ. And so I'll share if you want me to share, but uh sure. but prayer has been a huge part, but that exact prayer, you know, sitting down um at a very important time in my life. I was in I guess I was in around fifth grade-ish. It was going to a camp called Spring Hill Camp, and it's a camp in Everett, Michigan. And this camp, uh, it's a Christian camp, and they have a few locations. But you do a lot of fun, adventurous things, And but then every night you have a bonfire. And that bonfire is a time to sing worship songs and as well as just to be there together with your tribe. <laughs> and my tribe was there that night, and one of my good friends uh, was there actually during this journey. But uh, they always said, you know, you can stay after and talk to us and pray with us. And one of those nights was the time that I devoted my life to Christ. And, uh, you know, it was very impactful being there with my tribe, the people Mm -hmm. that surrounding yourself with like-minded people, but also people that are going to push you to grow is so important. And that's where I did it right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, man. So keep going. Tell us more how this has played yeah, out in your yeah. life and the different changes. I guess, you know, the book No Bad Days has been a culmination of my story and other people's stories, but uh, it has a lot of individuals and how they've done life with the Lord and um, how they continue to get through hard times. You know, there's there's one story in the book that I think is one of my favorites, and it's this lady, it's actually the first chapter of the book, and this lady is preparing to go on a trip. This is a, actually a letter that was given to my parents when I was born, and it's, the letter reads, a trip to Holland, 
and it's a it's a letter that's given to a lot of a lot of people that are you know going through some medical challenges or disability of a child but the letter reads basically this lady writes her plan is to go to Italy and on this trip she has her itinerary she has her clothes picked out she has all the places she wants to see and she gets on the plane and takes off and she's thrilled and excited to be on this journey well, as she lands, the flight attendant gets on and says, welcome to Holland. And so she gets off the plane and she's, uh, you know, walking around and she's distraught. Obviously, she ended up somewhere where she didn't uh, expect to be. And she had uh-huh. to find find new clothes. She had to learn a new language. She had to, you know, find the right itinerary to go see the things she wanted to see. Well, she gets back on that plane. She goes back home, and when she's at home, others are saying our trip to Italy was just fantastic. It was wonderful, and she never experienced Italy, but what she found was that the joy in her life, you know, uh-huh. she, it was a new journey that she didn't expect, uh-huh. and she learned so much along the way, and she found so much love and joy and uh, passion. And and this lady is an individual who has had a handicapped child, and he was told he'd never be able to achieve certain things in his life, never be able to live alone. And what does he end up doing? Well, he ends up exceeding that and just doing amazing things and as well as her as it too as a family. And so wow. it's a really cool little life lesson and show, showing – there's always a different trip that you could be on, and mm-hmm. but you got to learn to love and learn from that experience. Yes, what you you're telling me is that the trip may have not been what we expected or not where we thought we were going, but enjoy it for what it is because there's so much that you can learn and gain from that. Totally. Uh, yeah. No, you're okay. right, and and I think that plays a role in a lot of our lives in different ways and. This is, you know, sort of a story about me, but when I was in fifth grade, you know, the medical stuff in my life took precedence over everything. Yeah. And when fifth grade came about, we had really started to notice how severe my education path was. My reading and writing were just not up to speed like all the other kids. And actually, we noticed it in first grade, but with mm-hmm. my medical stuff, teachers said, you know, JT spent... 200 some days out of school and, and different things. And, you know, he'll catch up, but just it's early on in his, you know, education path. But when that fifth grade came around and we really, I had an IEP, which uh, helps with getting different accommodations in school. Right. And I was in a small private school, but it also, that IEP allowed for the public school and individuals to come in and help me and have extra time for tests and have a reader and different things like that. Well, as my IEP meetings were coming around in that fifth grade, there was an individual who um, was actually the headmaster of the school administrator. He uh, approached me in fifth grade and said in the hallway to me, he said, JT, I'm sorry, but you're not keeping up with the other kids and you won't next year, meaning the next semester, you won't be able to come back to Liggett. Well, telling a fifth grader that whose parents didn't even know that this was going to be told or said to anything. Yeah. I went running home at the end of the day and uh, got home. And I, I remember laying on the kitchen floor and hitting the floor and crying and saying, 
mom, all I want to be able to do is read and write like every other kid. And yeah. we had tried lots of reading programs and, uh, and it just happened around that time that another reading program came into our life. And my dad's like, let's go try it. It was a huge success for me. I ended wow. up not going to that school. <laughs> and I moved to Denver. I had the opportunity to go there to uh, really jump into the program fully and uh, experience it. And so, so it was at a school called Denver Academy. And an yeah. individual named Steve Tatum, he developed the program. And it's just a phenomenal program. It uses different uh, visual learning things to really help you with the phonics side of things, pressure release, reading. And so being in Denver and going to school there, it really accelerated my whole reading level and brought me up to a, a much higher reading level. Wasn't up to fifth grade by that point, but leaving there in the spring, I was uh, had intentions of going back for the fall. Mm -hmm. And when we ended up getting home, that middle school years of sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, we said, okay, well, I'll go back to Denver. Well, when we were home, we ended up running into a family friend who had just retired yeah. and, uh, from the public schools in our area, and she was already trained in the program, and she was willing to take me on as a student. And so she actually helped homeschool me for sixth grade. And wow. then from there, accelerated to sixth, seventh, and then eighth grade, and was just a great experience um, with her. Mm. But my reflection on that is looking back at the individual who said, JT, I ended up going back to that school and, and graduating uh, high school there and going on to college. Yeah. But that individual had been, been asked to leave the school at that point. But looking back at that moment in my life, it was very challenging to hear that, of course. But yeah. Um, but we all have those moments or those things that happen. But looking back at it, if it wasn't for him and if it wasn't for that time of my parents and, and myself going to Colorado and experiencing that, then I would never have been able to get to the reading level that I am today, would have mm. never possibly graduated from high school or college. And so it was just, uh, you know, looking back at it, we all have those moments that we might be upset and sad about, but finding the positive out of it is very important. Definitely. You just got to ask the question out of the, all the internal physical things and that were going on and how that affects you mentally and all that. What about outside of yourself? Were you ever getting bullied? That's such a big thing nowadays. And you know, it was going on when I was growing up. I mean, yeah. of course. So how, how about that? How are other kids with you? I was blessed. I was blessed with the amazing people around me. I think there's always those moments where there's probably some bullying here and there. Yeah. But one of the things is, is, you know, finding your tribe, finding those people that you can surround yourself with that you can trust. Mm -hmm. Being open and vulnerable is very important, but it has to be done properly. It needs to be expressed to someone that you trust. And by doing that and building up that tribe of people, it creates this love and understanding for each other. And really, for me, I've been blessed to have, I think, a positive attitude and, and the ability to share with others what's going on in my life, but also understanding what's going on in their life. And mm -hmm. I think we all need to 
reflect on everyone's story because we all have a story to share and we need to share it. Good. Now, one of your titles in there has to do with, you know, learning to fall. Yeah. Um, Maybe a little bit, uh, an example of that or explanation. Totally. So learning to fall is a really fun chapter. It's, um, you know, we're all going to fall in life like we've been talking about and have our challenges. But doing it properly can set us up for success. And, you know, we learn from our downfalls in life. And so this chapter talks about a very important individual in my life who is a great friend who has done a lot of fun adventures with me. Where we started our relationship was in skiing. I had been skiing for many years, but I had a ski coach by the name of Lottie who came into my life. And Lottie, on the first day that we met, he said, GT, today we're going to learn how to fall. <laughs> and being a you know a skier and everything, I was like, what do you mean we're going to learn how to fall? Like, I want to learn how to get better as a skier. <laughs> so we get on the chairlift and we're heading up. And he says, when we get up there, you're going to follow after me. And so get up there, get to the edge of the ski slope. And Lottie falls to his left side and then gets back up. He falls to his right side and he gets back up. And as he continues to do this and then he asks me to do it, I do it. And it's, you know, it's actually somewhat challenging and then getting back up. And then as you go, you become better at popping back up. And I think that it really relates to in life, you know, in skiing, learning to fall allows you to have a better ability to prevent a fall or prevent a crash. Uh And if you do get into that situation, Um, In my racing days and stuff, being able to pop out of a crash prevents you from getting as much injury and stuff. So learning to fall properly relates to that sport, but it relates to just life in general and relates to being able to fall and get back up Mm -hmm. and to carry on. And it kind of goes back to our tribe talk that we were saying, having the right people, you know, starting with the good Lord. Mm-hmm. then your family, and then your friends. Those are very crucial parts and being able to uh, surround yourself with good, like-minded people that are going to continue to excel you. As my grandma always says, show me your friends and yeah. I'll tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> and it is, it is. It is really true and it impactful because setting yourself up with people that are smarter, stronger, whatever, allows you to grow and uh, to grow in a lot of areas. So tell us uh, just a little bit about the things that you're into nowadays. What, what yeah. are you getting into that might might be surprising? <laughs> so with the medical stuff, a lot of people think it's surprising that I love adventure. I love mm-hmm. the outdoors. And one thing I didn't totally touch on, but I do a medical procedure every day that flushes out my lower intestines because I have no motility throughout my whole GI system. With that, I do this glorified enema. I have a port in my belly button. Yeah. My appendix attached it to my belly button and I catheterize myself there with an IV bag and flush out my system. And it works amazing. And very efficient, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it is. The efficiency, the quality of life that it provides for me is unbelievable. Um, From going from an hour and a you know, 15 to sometimes longer, uh, regular enema. That's what I did when I was younger. Yeah. 
to now being able to do this on my own and to clean out my system, you know, so much more efficiently from the top of my intestines all the way through does it in 30 to 40 minutes as opposed to the hour and 15. So pretty amazing what the doctors can do. Um, But with that, it has allowed me to do some of the things I love and some of the passions that I really have. And that is the outdoors and climbing, uh, mountain climbing, skiing, paddleboarding, endurance sports that I just really enjoy. And so we've been able to accomplish some of my bucket list items uh, with the help of my good friend Lottie and and many others. <laughs> so so right now my big thing is is just being able to be in the outdoors. It's my spot to connect and and uh, have that relationship with the good Lord, being in God's country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I'm from Ohio, so we got to watch call Michigan God's country, right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> just just kidding oh. you. I love Michigan. It is beautiful up there. Oh, um, well. Tell us just as we finish up here, how to find out more about you, how to get a copy of your book, uh, you know, anything that would be of interest to those listening to help them find out more about you and what you're doing. On the adventure front, uh, you know, the book has a lot of adventures in it too. And uh, from climbing Mount Kilimanjaro to mm-hmm. – uh, other events that I've done and others have done as well. And so to find out more, the book is sold anywhere books are sold. So no bad days on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, local bookstores can get it for you as well. And then jtjester.com is my website and Mm -hmm. all social media. Instagram is jtjesterspeaks and my YouTube channel as well. Okay. That is great. Thank you for being so open, JT, and and sharing all this. And I know it's encouraging to me, and I'm sure it is to everybody else, to hear about how you've been able to overcome these things. And and you can just hear the positive attitude as you speak and the warmth and the grace that you have for yourself and those around you. So thank you for sharing that with us. And God bless, of course. Well, God bless you, Bruce, and thank you for having me. And, uh, and letting me share a little bit about No Bad Days and all the amazing stories that are in it. And I hope that others can enjoy those and, and take something from it. All right. Well, we'll keep up with you and talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bruce. All right, JT. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.